Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. We've had a few bank stories lately, and here's one that's sad and baffling. But from MarketWatch, and uh, Cliff sent me this, elderly postal worker fought Chase Bank for years to recover stolen funds before he died. And believe it or not, he got word that they'd resolved the problem in his favor shortly before he died. But he spent years leading up to that trying to get his money back. And this is a strange one. So Jillian Berman wrote this for MarketWatch.com back in 2020. James V.C. worked at the U.S. Postal Service building in Midtown Manhattan. And this is important because the facility he worked in was fairly secure. And so if he left the building, he had to submit a written request to a manager, which often took days to process. And that's if he's going to leave the building during work hours. So normally he comes into work, works, and goes home. But if he's going to leave during work hours, he had to actually get that written request processed and approved days in advance. So the man would know where he was, and he could prove it if somebody wanted to actually call him on that. So as he approached retirement after 30 years with the USPS, he suffered from arthritis in his hands and knees. He had a hip replacement surgery. He was having a hard time getting around. So he also was not capable of of traveling on foot very far. And this is all important also because on three different weekdays during the time in question, several thousand dollars were withdrawn from his bank account at a Chase branch in Brooklyn, seven miles away from where he worked, and at least a half-hour drive or a 40-minute subway ride. So for more than two years... The man fought with the bank over roughly $19,000 that had been withdrawn from his bank account by somebody at that branch so far away from where he worked. So MarketWatch reached out to Chase, which is part of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, about this case. And uh, the nation's biggest bank said that it had decided to reimburse the man after further review. Over the weekend, the bank put the funds back in the man's account. So the guy had been fighting for years, saying, that couldn't have been me. And they kept saying, well, we're investigating, we're looking at it, we're trying to figure this out. And they also tried claiming that he hadn't filed his complaints properly. And so if money gets taken out of your account and you didn't do it, that's on the bank. They're supposed to verify it's you. However, there is a time frame within which you must notify them of the problem. And he says he notified him, and they later claimed he didn't. But then they also later tried playing a little dipsy-doodle on him by saying, oh, well, when funds are withdrawn electronically, you only have this much time. They weren't withdrawn electronically. Somebody walked into the bank, put fake ID on the counter, and withdrew the cash in person. And different rules apply to that. So on Sunday, two days after learning he'd get his money back, he died at the age of 73. Now, he had been happy to learn that the story of his lost money is coming to an end, according to his lawyer. But his lawyer is a staff attorney at Manhattan Legal Services, and she works with low-income New Yorkers and consumer issues. Uh, The two years that she and VC had spent pushing Chase to return the money had cost VC both financially and emotionally. When he initially learned the money had been taken, he was scared, he said recently in an interview. The funds in his Chase account came from his paychecks over the years, as well as an IRA he'd partially liquidated in order to pay for housing expenses and rehabilitation following surgery. 
During the period he'd fought the bank over the money, he'd faced the possibility of eviction because he was counting on that money to pay his rent. The years-long battle had pushed him to contemplate suicide. Uh, I try not to do it because that's not the way I was brought up, he said. I see the writing on the wall. I start saying, well, if it's going to be that way, there's no such thing as golden years. Uh, It's hard to say exactly how many people are battling their banks over funds they say they've lost, but the data suggests that this case is not unique. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau received 17,800 complaints in 2021 from consumers about managing a checking or savings account including complaints about identity theft and fraudulent activity. So the story is actually six pages long. It goes into all kinds of other examples. But here the situation is quite straightforward. This man can prove he was inside this building on a particular day. Seven miles away, somebody walks into a bank pretending to be him and withdraws money. It happens a few times and it amounts to $19,000. He can prove it's not him. And the bank's like, well, we got to investigate this. We got to think about this. We have to, oh, we have to escalate this. We're we're going to escalate this. And those are the kinds of things they tell you where you know nothing's happening for a while. And so you wonder, are they simply just trying to run out the clock? Because the second that MarketWatch contacted them, oh, you know something? We just finished that investigation. We'll give him his money back. And here's the thing. I mentioned there's time frames within which you must notify the bank if something bad happens on your account. So my number one advice to everybody is if you have a bank account, assuming that you can log on to it, look at it on your computer, you should do that periodically to make sure nothing crazy happens there. Now, I actually check mine every single day, but my computer sits on my desk and oftentimes I'm at work multitasking and it's not uncommon that I'm just sitting there bored or I'm on hold or something, and I just click over and look at my bank account. And I look at the last few transactions and I look at the balance, make sure nothing crazy has happened. And I've never caught anything crazy happening on my account, but occasionally I'll glance and go, oh, a bunch of money got taken out. Oh, that's right, I wrote that check. And I, 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 I do write checks occasionally. <laughs> I wrote that check, the check just cleared, that kind of thing. So I do check it, and I think you should as well, But the second thing is, if anything happens, you should immediately notify the bank. And now there was some dispute here because the bank claims they weren't notified at first, but then later they said they might have been. And so it might not be enough to call them. If it's a substantial amount of money and you're concerned about it, write to them. Send them a certified letter. Mail it to them and get that green card back to prove that they got it. And that way you can show, yes, I notified them on time. But again, we have a story here where once the media got involved, they stepped up and took care of it. But one of the things I'd like to point out is that the guy goes, I can prove I was in this building over here. I can prove it. And the bank says, well, somebody walked up to a counter over here and withdrew the money. Now, you and I both know that the banks have got cameras all over the place, in the lobbies. Think of all the times that they've said that something happened at a bank and they can show you pictures of it because of all the cameras in and around the counter at the bank. So if you notified the bank promptly that someone came in yesterday and took money out of my account and it wasn't me, go to the tape. 
They can pull the tape and take a look at it. And so did they do that here? Or do they really not have surveillance cameras in bank lobbies in Brooklyn? For some odd reason, I bet they do. I bet they do. So all you got to do is pull the tape, ask the guy to come in, and look at the picture of him versus the person on the tape, and you go, oh, it's not him. Okay, we screwed up. So it's so straightforward, but the sad part is that it took this guy years Years and it looks like the investigation was going nowhere until the media got involved. And so we've been hearing about that a little bit more lately. And I think that it's actually the pendulum is swinging. It used to be in the 80s and 90s that if you contacted the media and the media got involved, eh, things may or may not happen. But now I think they're concerned because of social media and the mainstream media. So a story like this hits marketwatch.com. And a lot of people see it on marketwatch.com. But then when people shoot videos about it on YouTube and, and other people maybe do TikTok videos or Instagram things or whatever they do out there, I don't even know. Then the story gets picked up and people go, wait, elderly postal worker fought Chase Bank for years to recover $19,000 stolen from his account. And then they gave it back to him just a few days before he passed away. That story might get legs, as they say, and they don't want that to happen. So what they're going to do then is they give the guy's money back and hope, you know, hope it goes away. So I'm telling you the story because I think it's shameful that it took the guy that long to get his money back. But also, I think it's it's a it's an example of something we need to be aware of because you do need to watch your bank account like a hawk. The bank's watching it, but they've got a lot of stuff on their on their plate. and They're not watching it as closely as you will be. Because your bank account means more to you than it does to them. So, Cliff, thanks for sending it. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. The person who follows the crowd will usually go no further than the crowd. The person who walks alone is likely to find themselves in places no one has been before.